0: Hey, what's up, Washington Football Team fans? I'm Chris Russell for the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Along with David Harrison, we are covering the Washington football team 24-7, 365, and we never stop. And neither does the Washington football team. As I look out my window, it's dark out. That must mean Marty Herney, Martin Mayhew, and Ron Rivera are cooking up something in the free agent lab, and indeed they are. For a third consecutive night, Ryan Fitzpatrick on Monday night, William Jackson the third on Tuesday night, and now it's former Carolina Panthers receiver Curtis Samuel. It's reported to be a 3 year year, $34.5 million deal. Seems like the financials are right in line. It's not as high as some people thought they were going to have to go. It's not as big of a target as some people wanted. I think it's the right fit. And I think it's the right mix. Terry McLaurin worked with him at Ohio State, so they have chemistry and familiarity. Obviously, Ron and the staff knows Curtis Samuel very well. Last year, he did cut down on his job, still had five, according to Pro Football Focus, 93 targets, 77 receptions, 851 yards, three touchdowns. Also can be used out of the backfield, as we saw Week 16 at FedEx Field when he ripped off a 40-plus yard run against the Washington football team from the backfield and behind Teddy Bridgewater. All in all, I think this is a really, really, really good signing for the Washington football team. I think the money's right. I think the role is right. He can be used inside and outside as a receiver. We mentioned in the backfield, jet sweeps. I think this is a set a weapon that Washington has been looking for to complement with Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and Logan Thomas, along with others and I think this is a really, really, really good addition for the Washington football team. Again, we're covering the Washington football team on the Locked On Washington football team podcast along with David Harrison. For now, I'm Chris Russell, Locked On Podcast Network.
1: You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Washington Football with your host of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, Dan Harrison and Chris Russell. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. When we're not on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, you can find Chris over at the Team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday and on the radio.com app or covering your Washington football team for SI.com. You can find me over at the Locked On Bucks Podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well as over at BucksNation.com for SB Nation on Twitter. You can find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at d Harrison82 and find the show at LocksWFT Pod. Welcome to all of our listeners new and returning. If you haven't already, please click that subscribe button, rate, and review the show. It'll help us out. It'll help other fans of the franchise find this show just like you do. So we can talk about all the hot topics surrounding the Washington football team. Chris, like a few, a handful of moves going on around the franchise on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And we'll start, David, with uh, Nick Sundberg, who has been informed by Ron Rivera, according to Nick's Twitter. Uh, and I did reach out to Nick, and we had a conversation via text on Wednesday afternoon that he is not coming back as a, a veteran free agent, 34 years old, uh, had Uh, uh, Tendon surgery in his arm um, uh, You know For a torn tricep uh, And isn't going to be like 100% Until I think like right around July Mm -hmm. 1st So maybe that factored into it I know Nick was a little bit surprised uh, By this decision If not a lot of bit surprised by this decision Look he's a long snapper And I understand most fans don't care About long snappers but I will tell you I covered Nick for 11 seasons uh, And he was one of the good things about this franchise during a lot of dark times. He's obviously good with the media, which, you know, I, I mean, endears himself, yes, but more importantly, really, really, really good with fans, really good with fans and great in the community. He did so many charitable events uh, and he and the Washington football team charitable foundation and his wife, uh, they developed this program called loads of love or shortened LOL, which I, I always thought was kind of creative <laughs> yeah. to take advantage of. Of that uh and basically they provided laundry facilities to school age children that you know desperately needed new clothes and 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 the confidence uh that came with that and they did it you know for obviously no cost or anything like that and they did it all across the region uh and uh, I would just say this. You know, this is an interesting move. I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, I I don't know what is at play here, um, but this this better not backfire uh, in a big mm. spot next year, is what I would have to say.
1: Yeah, I mean to echo your sentiment. I saw your write up for SI.com, and it was a very good one. And then just seeing some of the fan reactions on social media, on Twitter and and on Facebook. I'm I'm in a Facebook group, so I kind of monitor that and a lot of people are echoing the same sentiment you are you know talking about everything that he meant not just to the team but also to the community and and you know uh like i said a lot of for for a lot of casual fans i suppose we want to call it that it's, it's really not even going to move the meter um but that long snapper that's that's an important position and that's a position that should not be taken lightly and and you know you just got to kind of put your faith uh, in the organization and the moves they're making that they have a plan that they have a way ahead uh, because, like you said, they're losing a good one and, you know, have help them. I mean, a few a few bad snaps during the regular season upcoming uh, from their new long snapper, and this is going to become more of a story than they want it to be. So, unfortunately, you see him leaving. He did mention, like you said, uh, that, you know, that's the business side of the game. You hate to see that kind of rear tuck we had from time to time, but, unfortunately, this is an occasion where it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and and listen, it's a tough business, and we know every dollar is, you know – for the most part, precious, right, David? Um, and and I get that there was some concern about age, and again, him being able to come back from the surgery and uh, all that, whether he would maybe lose some of his zip or velocity. So certainly, there's a lot of things at play here. I'm not saying that the Washington Football Team uh, is dead wrong because I don't know if they are. I'm just saying it's got to kind of you know they're putting themselves in a position for unnecessary criticism is what i would say yep. um we'll have more on nick sunberg uh you know hopefully uh at some point uh down the road but thank you nick for everything uh, that you and your family did uh, for this area and for the organization. All right, we are here for rockauto.com. That's right, rockauto.com. We keep telling you they are the place to go, whether you have a new car, an old car, foreign or domestic, whatever model you have, and whatever part you need, whether it's vanity or major repair. RockAuto.com is going to save you money and give you a great experience without you having to get off your keister and go to one of those big auto part superstores. Yeah, they're going to save you potentially 25%, 30%, 50%, depending on the part, depending on what you need. And again, you are going to have a pleasant experience at rockauto.com. Their prices are reliably low. They're the same for everybody. They're not going to charge you more uh, just because you're not a mechanic or a buddy of theirs. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now. And in their how did you hear about us box, right locked on so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts, your car or truck will ever need rockauto.com.
1: The Locked on Washington football team podcast also brought to you in part by built bar. We've been telling you about built bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best Built Bar. It's Built Bar Madness. And for today's matchup, go to BuiltBar.com or to at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to cast your vote. Remember to use the promo code locked 15 and you will get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Again, that's LOCK15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar of them all. LOCKED ON TODAY, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the LOCKED ON TODAY podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every, every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the locked on today podcast, wherever you get podcasts, continuing today's episode, of the locked on watch football team podcast, David Harrison, Chris Russell, and Chris wrapping up the news and notes of transactions that actually happened before we get into a little bit of speculation about some pretty
0: important players. All right, let's get to Lamar Miller uh, and David Sharp. They're both reportedly back. Uh, David, I'll, I'll, Um, Before we get to Sharp, another David, Lamar Miller was signed here by the Chicago Bears, never played, and um, is now back. I was a little bit surprised about timing uh, on this that he was back so soon. Uh, Any thoughts on Lamar Miller and what this could mean for Bryce Love?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a fan of Lamar Miller. I know that there's been some up and downs in his career, and he hasn't quite panned out to what uh, he was on the trajectory to reach. But I think he's a good complimentary back. And when you look at the styles of the running backs in the running back room, I mean, you bring him back on a reasonable deal. It's good good to keep a running back in the room. You know, usually you don't want to pay running backs as you're overpaying. So when you get the opportunity – to to pay a reasonable amount for a guy that one can produce two knows your system and your scheme and is willing to fill the role you ask him to I think for Bryce Love obviously it's it's not a good thing you know what I mean when your when your team isn't kind of elevating you uh, addition by subtraction sort of a thing but you know he's going to have the, the opportunity to compete I mean Ron Rivera is known as are a lot of coaches that you know whoever comes in and shows that they're the best guy for the job they're gonna get the job so if Bryce allows this signing to kind of, you know, put the writing on the wall for him, then it is what it is. But if he comes in and competes, then you never know what could happen.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, for Bryce Love, it's just about he's got to get on the field. It's all there is to it. He's got to be able uh, to stay on the field. And real quickly, David Sharp is back. Uh, he replaced Morgan Moses in the loss in Detroit. Uh, Early in the fourth quarter when Cornelius Lucas got hurt, he played adequate uh, is about the way I would say it. He started the next two games against Cincinnati and Dallas on Thanksgiving. So he comes back as, you know, kind of that swing kind of insurance at tackle. Although we're not sure if he could even play left tackle uh, because again, they went to Morgan Moses from right tackle to left uh, and then started Morgan at left the last uh, two games that that experiment happened. So uh, we'll have to see kind of, what happens there, but you know, he's 26, I think it is 25 and they continue to develop him and obviously they like something out of David Sharp. So again, they, they swung for the big, the big home runs, if you will, on Monday and Tuesday, and then depth on Wednesday in terms of the William Jackson, the third signing, which came late Tuesday night, three years up to $42 million. I think it's a 40.5 million, uh, you know, base package, if you will, uh, right around 14 million per year, if he indeed meets his incentives, Cincinnati Bengals. First round pick in 2016, missed all of his rookie years, played for the last four years with a bad team and not a lot of help around him. But William Jackson the signs a big deal with the Washington football team. I guess I'll ask you this first. Uh, did did you think ultimately they were gonna swing a big stick at cornerback uh to replace? Ronald Darby or did you think which is what I kind of thought mm-hmm. that they would take it a little bit lower and maybe try and get somebody to fill in considering they have other needs.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't I did not expect them to go hard after the top cornerback on a lot of people's free agent list, uh, but you know, I mean you can kind of see why they do. You already have a pass rush in Washington and, and that's kind of the first piece of that whole thing. You always want to win the trenches you want to win the battle up front. So when you have that ability to win the battle up front, you want to make sure you have playmakers and guys that can take advantage that pass rush behind them in the secondary you know cam curl coming on uh in in his first season is an important thing you've got fuller on one side now you bring in william jackson so you've got two good corners at you know at high price tags yeah but really they're they're not unreasonably priced uh guys and and you can continue to fill in your team what i really like about this is is as you go through seasons right teams lose pieces and they have to replace those pieces and before you can talk about improving your roster you have to maintain your roster right so like if you have a b level roster and then you lose five free agents and now your roster turns into a c minus you have to fill those losses before you can start to improve them in in some certain sort of ways so for the watch football team by losing ronald darby but getting william jackson you actually improved at that position and and, you know reactions are kind of all over the place especially from fans and even media on on how much of an improvement it is i personally like william jackson a lot more than i like ronald darby so for me, it's a pretty significant upgrade. For some, it's it's not as significant of an upgrade, and that's going to be kind of the eye of the beholder until we see the results on the football field. But like you mentioned, William Jackson coming out as one of the better cornerbacks in a bad Cincinnati defense without the benefit of a really good pass rush, that's important. You know what I mean? When you see a guy thriving, uh, it, it's there's a saying – and one of my mentors you say where it's easy to look like an eagle when you're surrounded by chickens but at the same time <laughs> william jackson has been an eagle because he's played like and I, and I know this fan base probably doesn't like that analogy but he's looked like that type of a product because he's done the work and he's put it in and being put in that kind of deficit from it from a teammate standpoint is actually a benefit to him so i see why they the, why they made the move i think he'll benefit from having a pass rush like the one that he has at washington so now all this defense has to do is find your off-ball linebackers, find maybe a free safety out there, but it gives them flexibility, I think more importantly in April. Now you go into the draft and you have the flexibility to say, where do we want to improve our team? Because we kept the status quo through free agency.
0: Yeah. I'm just a little surprised they went as hard as they did at that position, considering some of the things that you just talked about a, the pass rush, which usually helps mediocre or average or above average corners. Uh, number one, number two, the need at linebacker in really more than one position. And also the thought that, you know, look, we still have to get a wide receiver uh, still have to spend some fairly significant money uh, there in that regard. And um, you know, th- they have some other holes, tight end, too, and, yeah. and so on and so forth. You mentioned uh free safety, but ultimately, I think this is going to help them play more man coverage. Uh, I think that's what Jack Del Rio wants to do a little bit more of anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year they were about 62 percent zone, according to uh, I think it's ESPN stats and info and Matt Bowen, uh, which was about what I kind of thought, just you know just Eagle eye. Um, So I, William Jackson helps you play more, man. That's what he's better at. Uh, So I would look for more of that. Uh, Last thing right here for this segment, Kenny Galladay is said to be in negotiations with the giants and the Bengals. Uh, as we record this at 7:15 Eastern time on Wednesday night, yeah. he's going to apparently visit the giants. Yeah. The Bengals have made apparently a one year offer. Are you surprised that as of right now, the Washington football team is not
1: involved here. I'm surprised they're not involved. Absolutely. But I mean, you know, at the same time you kind of look at the landscape and maybe, you know, Ron Rivera's had his eyes on a guy like Curtis Samuel the entire time. There are some other names out there as well that the team can still go after. And, and, That's kind of, you go back to the William Jackson sign, you look at the kind of landscape of it. Is there an off-ball linebacker that's really worth the kind of, uh, you know, financial dedication they gave to William Jackson? I don't really think there is, especially with Levante David off the market. So they're kind of spending money where the shells allow them to spend money, I think is is sort of how, how it goes. I don't know if they talked to William or, uh, to Kenny Galladay, obviously. Hopefully they, they at least put out the feelers, you know what I mean? Uh, but if they didn't, they didn't. That's the decision they made. Again, Curtis Samuel is still a guy that's out there and, and potentially available. My thing for this, and from a divisional standpoint, I'm kind of looking at what the New York Giants are doing and thinking – this is really Daniel Jones' last stand. And a lot, of, a lot of people are looking to see if that, that potential is going to come out. But, I mean, Darius Slayton is not a bad weapon to have on your offense. Um, you know, I know they, have, they need some help at, at tight end or whatever, We have Saquon Barkley coming back. And then if you add Kenny Galladay to that roster and then, you know, they can make a move and draft a guy like Kyle Pitts out of Florida, and bring all these weapons into New York for Daniel Jones. If you can't make it happen with that roster, then brother, you're just not going to make it happen. And then the New York Giants in 2022 are probably looking for a new quarterback, maybe looking to deal Daniel Jones somewhere else. So I like what the Giants are doing from a football purist standpoint. Obviously, from a divisional standpoint, you hate to see your rivals get stronger. But I think that what the Giants are doing is smart, but I am. Yes, I'm surprised to see the watch football team not being named in some of these discussions.
0: All right, David. Yeah, I think that makes sense, obviously. And remember, you could potentially not only have to run into Kenny Galladay twice in the division, but, of course, he helps the Giants throughout the year. But, again, your your big investment was fortifying even more your defense. And, oh, by the way – Guess what? William Jackson the Third versus Kenny Galladay if he winds up with the Giants, and we'll find out. That should make for some fun theater on a couple of Sundays every year.
1: Absolutely. That's going to make for some interesting lines over at betonline.ag. So all the watch football fans can get in on that action if they choose to because betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action, whether it's football, when it comes back around. It'll be here before you know it, or it's NBA action, college basketball, with March Madness and Full Swing Hockey. Baseball is coming, betonline.ag even covers awards tv shows and reality tv they've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine betonline.ag has you cover for all the new scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up when you do if you make your first deposit use the promo code locked on and you will get a 50 percent welcome bonus on that first deposit that's free money using the promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts
0: Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts, Trevor Sycama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. You can follow David on Twitter at dharrison82. You can follow me at Wrestlemania621, the podcast at LockedWFTPod. David, um, you know, we're kind of moving off of our free agent focus now because, well, free agency is uh, more than officially underway. But, you know, I know one player that kind of intrigued you in terms of, you know, a potential situation that – Washington might be able to figure out is Quan Alexander. Um, You know, here's a guy who's played for the New Orleans Saints, who has played for the San Francisco 49ers, but unfortunately has dealt with some injury. Uh, and that's kind of slowed him down a little bit.
1: Yeah, slowed him down is an understatement. Um, Quan, actually, so a little bit of a fun fact about my sports journalism career. Quan is the first player I actually had a one-on-one interview with. So uh, mm. Quan holds a little bit of a special place in, in my heart, in my memory, in my in my history, uh, I suppose. But. Yeah, coming in 2015 as a rookie, he's a guy that during training camp there for the Buccaneers, I kind of saw him as a standout, and I know, and a lot of people at the time were still talking about him being a depth piece and a special teams contributor. And uh, I, I identified him very early for the site that I was writing on. Only about a hundred people got to read my work back in those days, so there's not a lot of evidence or backing up I can get on that. But I promise you, take my word that I identified him very early as a potential impact player. And then during that first training camp, he started making splash plays, and after splash plays, his energy was was really just. Uh, infectious and kind of spread throughout the entire defense. And by the time they got to the end of the preseason, Quan Alexander's filling a starting role on that defense, did miss four games in his rookie season due to a suspension, due to a substance that got into his system. Again, you know, it's kind of one of those things he says he didn't know it was in. Some of the supplements he was taking, take it or leave it with a grain of salt, whatever you want, Uh, but then was able to come back, play a full 12-game schedule after that suspension, did really well in his rookie season, came back in 2016, played 16 games, and then that's where kind of everything started going wrong. 2017 was a Pro Bowl season, but he only played in 12 games. And then 2018 is the first major injury, only played six games for the Buccaneers that year. Uh, at the time, it was it was kind of a lock that the Bucs were going to sign him to a long-term deal. He was going to become a fixture on the defense. Everything was kind of falling into place, and it, and that injury just kind of derailed everything, ends up going to San Francisco in a very – incentive heavy deal which you expect from john lynch with with a linebacker coming off of injuries and then yeah chris like you said i mean he's played 20 games total over the last two seasons out of 32 possible because of injuries finishing with the new orleans saints released due to uh, in large part the cap hit that he was scheduled to get i mean here's my quick summary of everything that i just said he's a huge energy guy big playmaker type The problem is that any contract you give him is going to have to be just loaded with playtime incentives because you don't know when his next injury is coming.
0: Yeah, and if you look at him, you know, we know how talented he was when he was right. Um, But the one number that jumps out, you know, as you, you know, you kind of read up because I don't get to watch him every game or every week. uh, Pro Football Focus has him as missing 18 and a half percent of his tackle attempts. Uh, in his NFL career. And, you know, that's a uh, <laughs> that's that's a pretty high number. As a matter of fact, it's 107 out of 108 in terms of missed tackles. And if you're going to yeah. have a guy who is an injury liability and miss a lot of tackles. That could be a hard, hard, hard thing uh, to certainly pay any appreciable amount of money for, but also uh, to count on. That being said, guys do change and guys do get better at certain things. He's been pretty decent in past coverage, so uh, it would be an interesting gamble is how I would put it. I don't know if I would hate it. I don't know if I would like it. To be honest with you,
1: yeah, it's it's one of those things you just have to see how it how it turns out. I mean, you talk about missed tackles. He's a guy that uh, he trusts his instincts. You know what I mean? And when when his instincts are correct, it, he makes amazing plays. But when his instincts are incorrect, then he gets in, he gets lost in the wash, as everybody likes to say, uh, he loses contain and and some of those things. And that's just kind of the energy that he brings. So he's a little bit of a risk reward type of guy, a banger bust uh, type of guy. And, and Ron Rivera knows him very well. So Ron Rivera. Coached against him, you know, for those first few years that that Quan was in the NFL, so he knows him very well. So he knows what he brings to the table, and you know, if if they feel like they can get uh, more consistent play out of Quan, then I, and then I I'm not against the move because you're not going to spend a lot of money on him. That's just that's just how it's going to work out. Whoever signs him is going to get a very good deal on a big upside guy. Again, you know, can you can you rein in that energy? He's like right now he's like a missile without a homing chip. Can you put that homing chip in there and get him under control? If you can, and he can stay healthy, he could be the free agent signing of the year for a team. It's just those questions are big questions.
0: You know, Speaking of getting healthy, a couple of things here real quickly that I'll add. We still don't know if they might move Landon Collins to a linebacker spot. Uh, Supposedly he was not a big fan of that. Uh, I I don't know. And to be honest with you, if I'm being honest, truthfully, I don't care. Uh, You're going to play where I need you to play um, because I'm the coach, meaning Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, number one. And Ruben Foster is a free agent. We don't know if he's going to come back, but he's got zero leverage. He's been rehabbing for two years. Uh, I would love to see him be able to get healthy enough to give it a real go uh, and see if he's got anything left in the tank. So that's going to be an interesting thing. Are you, uh, or would you be okay with giving Ruben another shot here? Or uh, again, much like we were talking about with Quan Alexander, just too much of a track record of not being able to stay on the field.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd honestly probably move on. You know what I mean? I think it just kind of feels like it's the right situation for the team to move on and go a different direction, whether that's another off ball linebacker or in the draft, uh, however you want to address that position.
0: All right. And speaking of Quan Alexander, uh, we got a uh, tweet on, Earlier this week, that was asking to kind of clarify his status in terms of waivers, whether he had to go through waivers or whether he's just a free agent. Just so we're clear, he is a free agent, uh, so he is eligible to sign with anyone because of the rules in the offseason, especially now that the league year is set up. All right, David, that's going to do it for us. Uh, We are scheduled to talk to Rayshard Ashby on the final episode of the week of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. He is a linebacker, speaking of them, from Virginia Tech and uh, could possibly be of some help. So looking forward to that conversation uh, and looking forward to you rejoining us. Thanks, as always, for subscribing uh, and saying good words. And even if you don't say good words, we'd love to hear from you anyway. For David Harrison. I'm Chris Rust. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast.